Yo, what's going on, everybody in Sharks Territory? I am Aaron James, and this is the Shark City Session for July 24th, 2022. All right, so we haven't got together for about 10 days, so let's play a little bit of catch-up here in Shark City. Um, so we have some new contract signings to go over. We have the Sharks promotional schedule that's been released, but most importantly, we finally have news. It is officially or unofficially confirmed, whatever you want to call it. Long story short is, sounds like Sharks have their 11th head coach in franchise history, and they're about to announce that in two days. That's going to be Tuesday. All right. So let's, um, again, let's play some catch up here. Let's rewind the clock a little bit and let's start off with um, a little homecoming for one of the fan favorites. Aaron Dell is back in Sharks territory. Aaron Dell signed a one-year contract for 70, excuse me, $775,000. Aaron Dell is 33 years old. Obviously, um, he played 172 games with the Sharks previously. He had 89 starts with a um, career Save percentage with San Jose of 0.908. That's 2.76 goals against average. I'm not too sure how Sharks fans out there feel about Aaron Dell being acquired or reacquired by the San Jose Sharks. It seems like to be one of the trends these past couple of seasons, signing, um, you know, past goaltenders. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't bring back Martin Jones at this point. Uh, it's a horrible joke. Anyways, uh, so yeah, Aaron Dell is um, most likely, in my opinion, going to just be holding it down at the Tech CU Arena with the CUDA. I honestly do not see him getting the start over Hill, Reimer, or Kakinen unless, you know, God forbid something happens later on down the line where they get bruised up or roughed up, and then we need to call Arendell up to the main roster. But uh, moving on, CJ Sue has also signed with San Jose. Another one-year contract for seven hundred seventy-five thousand. Uh, this is a five-eleven, hundred and ninety-pound left wing. He's twenty-eight years old. He was drafted by the Winnipeg Jets in two thousand fourteen. He's a fifth rounder, hundred twenty-ninth overall. Only four career NHL games with an average of five minutes and fifty-one seconds of ice time. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see where this goes. We'll see. You know, how it'll be utilized in San Jose. We'll see how David Quinn, ah, snap, spoiler alert, might, um, <laughs> you know, use him in the lineup. Anyways, um, moving on. So, Luke, Luke Kunin, he, um, signed a two year deal, $2.75 million, um, AAV. Capo Kakinen re signed with the Sharks. So, that's great news. Um, his signing was pretty much, celebrated amongst mainstream media as being like, hey, um, like they made it sound like this is the future. This is the starting goaltender, Capo Kakinen. And, you know, his remarks were reminiscent of exactly that. He shared his desire to be number one here in Sharks territory. So I'm looking forward to this goaltender battle. Uh, not too many people really participated. I think like maybe 40 plus um, people on Twitter. Um did our poll, and I believe it was 63% by the end of it, believe that the goaltender battle this season is going to be Kapil Kakinen and James Reimer. So, you know, uh, we'll see. We've yet to... Okay, San Jose, San Jose Sharks lately, they've just been 
you know, piling up the goaltenders. We have yet to see what's going to happen with, you know, the big three, the top uh, three guys. I personally, again, believe that's going to be Aiden Hill. That gets dealt away, but, you know, only time will tell. And then uh, most recently, Steven Lorenz, he uh, signed a two-year uh, contract with the Sharks for $1.05 million AAV. All right, so we're all caught up. Um, last 10 days is, well, you know, those those few days were kind of like, uh, excuse me, let me just back up. This last whole week has kind of been slow. It's been slow when it comes to like Sharks news. And you could tell because some of the big news this week has been about TV screens and jersey numbers. So if you haven't heard, Sounds like Sharks have finally, or, you know, SAP Center, the Shark Tank has finally gotten rid of their um, center hung video screen display board, whatever, you know, names you want to use, not call it a Jumbotron. But, you know, they removed that um, screen that was really put in there from the, the last sponsors back when it was the HP Pavilion. Um, so, you know, I'm looking forward to see what the Sharks bring with this whole new, um, you know, supposed to be never been seen before. So, you know, I'm looking forward to how that's going to look in the coming months at the Shark Tank, the new video uh, center hung screen, whatever, uh, Jumbo Tron, essentially. essentially. Anyways, uh, moving on. I'm looking forward to that. And then Tech U Arena, they are also raising their uh, center hung screen video board, whatever you want to call it again, uh, without trying to call it a Jumbotron. Um, so that was news. And then, of course, the other news was all of our newly acquired players and some of our um, prospects have number changes. So it's newsworthy here in Sharks territory. I think it's worth going over. Um, so Jasper Weatherby has changed his number to number 14. Most of us in Sharks territory associate that with the Chichu train. But uh, number 14 is back in circulation on the Sharks roster. Jasper Weatherby will be wearing that number. Uh, Thomas... Bordelow was probably the big one. Uh, he went from number 23, which Sharks fans were kind of like, hey, that kind of was like um, perfect because last season he had that shootout winner in Vegas, and that kind of um, was a little bit of like, you know, the previous 23 winning it in game seven in overtime, uh, that being good, bro. Anyways, um, so Bordelow's in word number 17. Apparently is paying homage to his uh, father and his great-grandfather who – uh, wore the same numbers as well in uh, different a uh, different sequence. Anyways, um, Capo Kakinen is changing his number to thirty six. Uh, Matt Benning. Uh, these are all, most of these guys have been acquired through free agent signings, or you know we got them through a trade when we dealt De- uh, when we dealt Brent Burns. Pardon me, uh, but Matt Benning's going to wear number five. Nico Sturm is number seven. Um, Luke Coonan, he's going to be number 11. A lot of fans were not too happy about that. That's another number that we think should be in the rafters. That's Olin Nolan's OG number. But, hey, some of y'all who um, love Setaguchi out there and what he's doing in Willow Glen with his uh, new gym, uh, you also got Lorenz. He's wearing number 16 this season. So uh, some of the new guys getting you know their new their new squad, new number, new year, as they said on um, – our new year, new number, as I said, on the Sharks social media. Uh, Lindblom's going to wear number 23, taking that from Thomas Bordelow. Um, Agazino, number 26. McAnee Emmy, he was a goaltender acquired in that Burns trade. He's going to wear number 32. And Aaron Dell is rocking number 30. All right. So as you can see, it has been, you know, I actually got two more. So uh, Sue, 53, and Udavara, 77. There, we're done. Let's get to the main event, why don't we? Um, 
So the Sharks are about to announce that David Quinn is going to be their 11th head coach in franchise history. So there's been a lot of like ups and downs in terms of reaction. You have hopefuls out there who are like, you know what? He hasn't been behind the bench in San Jose for a single game yet. So let's see what happens. Let's give him, you know, be open-minded and give him a chance. And then you have the other ones that are like the most popular outcries he's horrible with prospects. Like he's a pros, like he um, wastes potential almost. I'm not me. That might be a little absurd, um, but I want to share with you a little in depth of what I found for the next sharks head coach, David Quinn. And then, you know, maybe we could have, you know, some better solid understanding of what he might be able to contribute based on his previous experience. So uh, his birthday is coming up. He was born July 30th, 1966. That makes him, 56 years of age. He's coming from Cranston, Rhode Island, right here in the U.S. of A. Uh, his coaching career, obviously, he was a player. Uh, if you want to just briefly touch up for those who are interested on his uh, player stats, he, or excuse me, um, his career as a player. Uh, back in 82-83, uh, he was in high school prep. He was a captain for his uh, squad at Kent School. He had himself uh, pretty decent numbers, and that earned him a you know chance of playing the NCAA with Boston University in 1984 through 1988. Uh, his final year in Boston, um, he was the captain, and he didn't play again until 1991-92. That was the Sharks' inaugural year. Uh, he played in American Hockey League with the uh, Binghamton Rangers. Uh, he played 19 games and. Just pretty much most notably put six minutes of penalty uh, minutes. Uh, he played again for the Cleveland Lumberjacks in the IHL. Uh, he played 60 games where he had himself 21 total points. And that pretty much is his um, professional career as a hockey player. Uh, moving on to what's more important here to the Sharks fans, that's his coaching career. So he's been an assistant coach from 1993 three all the way up to 2002 that being with northeastern university and university of nebraska and omaha um he's probably most praised for his um time as the head coach in boston university obviously that's what led him to his head coaching job in nhl for new york rangers um if you want to get a little bit more in depth and detail with his um you know career in Boston College from 2013 to 2018, he had himself 105 uh, wins, 69 losses, um, 21, you know, OTLs. So uh, for those of you who say, you know, he's not really good at prospects, well, he led a uh, he led Boston College to the Frozen Four appearance in 2015. Uh, they didn't really get the championship, but nonetheless, you know, um, I think when you have 105 wins in the NCAA, that doesn't necessarily um, strike me, at least as a fan, um, as someone who can't develop prospects. Um, so from my understanding, David Quinn and his fallout with the New York Rangers uh, pretty much has to do with, like, you know, lacking toughness um, or, you know, like just being an easy team to play against, as I've been hearing kind of echoed throughout, you know, um, you know, the, um, you know, social media sphere, if you will. Anyways, but, um, 
that isn't you know that isn't necessarily you know David Quinn's fault. That kind of has responsibility also on the front office, right? Because you got to put the pieces in in place. I mean, that's all I'm saying. I'm not making an excuse saying like you know he's uh, you know let's uh, cover for his lack of uh, winning in New York. For those of you who are curious, uh, after three seasons, he was 96 uh, victories, 87 losses, and 25 OTLs. Right. So. Um, a lot of people are kind of like grinding their teeth thinking like, great, you know, the next three years as that's the reported contract length uh, circulating out there in social media. They're saying that the Sharks signed them to a three-year deal. Um, you know, some of you might feel like, is this pretty much, you know, the boogeyman part two? You know, is this guy going to scare away the prospects and, you know, waste their potential and not, you know, essentially... Um, put already a struggling Sharks team that isn't necessarily, you know, um, that tough to play against. And then, you know, um, his reputation for lacking toughness in New York, you know, it just sounds like a recipe for disaster for Sharks fans. Anyways, uh, moving on. If I, if I had, okay, so, you know, if I had to do some positives here, all right. So uh, recently he's coached Team USA at the 2022 Winter Olympics. And he led... um and he also I mean, and he also coached the um the world ice hockey championship uh this year as well uh team USA so you know he has he has experience and skills um from my understanding you know he's led some clubs to some you know um championship appearances at least at Boston College that is um so again you know he has coaching experience from 1993 and we're talking about like I mean, if you really want to get down into it, you know, like we're talking about like, you know, world juniors, like 18 or 17 under um, NCAA, obviously AHL with Lake Erie Monsters. He was a head coach. Um, he was an assistant coach for the Colorado Avalanche in 2012, 2013. Um, so, you know, he, he's been around. He's been around the league. Um, a lot of us are focusing on what has gone down in the last three seasons, which is really a hard way to um to evaluate a coach, right? Like how does the, the data quantify for, you know, a, a coaching, a coaching ability or, or their ability to, you know, like um, develop a team when the seasons were being shut down or when, um, you know, it's a 56 game hybrid NHL season. And, you know, he did lead them. He did lead them to a playoff appearance. So um, I guess all that to say is if you want to focus on some positives, he, was under the pressure of being a part of the original six clubs in New York, uh, you know, being a head coach at Rangers and he's worked with a, you know, rebuilding team. So it's not like, um, like, you know, this is going to pretty much be something he's accustomed to. And, um, you know, again, even though he hasn't been a coach for a little bit over a year now, um, he's still been active on a world stage with the Olympics and the, uh, World Ice Hockey Championships. So all that to say is, you know, I'm on the fence. I mean, I'm not wowed by this hire, especially considering all the candidates that were available early on this season. Also, I kind of find it as a Sharks fan a little, um, a little redundant, considering that, you know, the San Jose Sharks, um, like back right before the draft when the hire for Mike Greer was announced, it was already like kind of being circulated out there that David Quinn is going to be the head coach. 
know, that's one thing about this season with the San Jose Sharks that has been plentiful. It's like the information or, you know, some of the moves being leaked out there before the, the franchise or the club officially announced it. Case in point, David Quinn. The club hasn't said anything. They just said that GM Mike Greer will announce the new head coach hiring on Tuesday. So, you know, all of us know as David Quinn since last week. But a uh, long story short is... I don't understand that. I don't understand, like, you know, why wait so long? Why act like there's different candidates? That's that's even on the GM level. You know, when the Sharks kind of already know who their guy is and their guy already knows who their guy is. It's like, let's just, you know, announce it um, from the get-go instead of playing, you know, this whole... I don't know. Anyways, moving on. It doesn't matter. Let's talk about the season. Um, so, oh, wait. Let me finish uh, final thoughts on David Quinn. So, you know, I honestly think personally... I wonder how much uh, how much impact it would really matter. I mean, obviously he's gonna have to try to bring some culture. I think his Boston um, college, or you know, his NCAA career speaks for itself. Um, if you want to, you know, just base strictly on his awards, like you know what he's done, um, you know, he was the USA Hockey Development Coach of the Year in 2020, uh, 2002, 2003. Pardon me. Um, so you know that was a little bit over twenty years ago. And um, more recently, in uh, 2018, you know, again, you know, NCAA Hockey East champion, uh, 2014-2015, NCAA Hockey East Coach of the Year, and in 2008-2009, NCAA Championship winner. So he did win, you know, some, you know, he did some great things. He's done some things in his career. And, um, yeah, so Boston... um, for those of you who are wondering, you know, for that championship in 2008-2009, he was an assistant coach. So, doesn't really get the head coach recognition for winning that NCAA championship. But still, he, he you know, he was on, on the bench. And with that being said, you know, that's all you can really ask for, right? <clears throat> all you can really ask for is someone who has experience, um, you know, in the World Juniors, in the NCAA on a world stage and in the national hockey league. I mean, that's pretty much, you know, with everything that with all the GM candidates have um, passed and all the head coaching hires that we didn't get a chance to like put our bid on if we're interested anyways. Um, you know, this is the best that, that Sharks fans can really ask for. It, it really is. Um, whether or not that um, translates to results, who knows? But in terms of like, um, you know, the prospect pool that the Sharks have, Personally, I thought, you know, maybe the likes of Bordelow, Eklund, and, you know, et cetera, and the rest of the gang, um, you know, Raska, Weatherby, uh, Ozzy, Wiseblatt. I mean, you know, I could start name dropping them, but you get the gist of it. A, a, a lot of, you know, um, a lot of those prospects I thought were going to be on the CUDA, especially with that new arena. But long story short is I could see there being a situation where most of those guys earn main roster spots. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you have people like Burns, like the likes of uh, Brent Burns being traded away. And then you have, you know, Timo Meyer, who's on a contract year. And um, they're talking about how the um, the uh, deal might be like a $75 million eight-year deal. Like that might be like, um, you know, the minimum. But, you know, only time will tell. Uh, so, you know, w- w- one more thing, one more thought on that. David Quinn also, you know, you can't really necessarily um, judge what he's, you know, like what he'll do for San Jose 
based on what has gone down in New York because you know it's a whole new squad and quite frankly you don't you, you never know these guys like Bordalo and Eklund if they make it to the main roster that talent might carry over to the rest you know and, and motivate the rest of the club where next thing you know you know this this fresh start for everybody is exactly what you know was the recipe needed to get the Sharks back toward you know the Santa Cup playoffs so you know that's the goal uh, forget the you know the GM hire. What we feel about the GM hires, what we feel about you know the draft picks, what we feel about the free agents that we've signed, and what we feel about the head coach. The goal is to get into the Stanley Cup playoffs, and if we could get into the Stanley Cup playoffs with with um, you know what Mike Greer has assembled, and you know I quite frankly you know that's all we can ask for. All right. So if you want to watch the Sharks on their you know rally or on their hunt to get back into the Stanley Cup playoffs and kind of get some more bang for your buck. The South Sharks have released their promotional giveaway schedule for the 2022-2023 season. Um, ironically enough, on October 14th, <laughs> the season opener against the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, homecoming for Brent Burns, go figure, um, they're giving out fanny packs. They're giving out fanny packs. Now, the reason I laugh as a Sharks fans is for the last couple of seasons, they've been making the hugest, biggest deal over these clear bags. And then after making all those fans adopt the clear bag, they took it away and they like limited exactly like, you know, what we could, you know, the size of the dimensions and what exactly we could bring into the Shark Tank. And it was just this big ordeal and fans did not care for it. I personally don't bring too much with me, but, you know, that's just me. I know there's people out there that like to bring a lot of stuff with them. And uh, anyways, you know, in a bag, you get the you get where I'm, I'm getting at. So the fanny pack being the first promotional giveaway is hilarious to me as a fan. Anyways, um, a retro lunch box is going to be given out October 29th. That's two giveaways per month, by the way. I mean, in the, in the first month. Uh, that's when the Tampa Bay Lightning come into town. You know the Eastern Conference Championship uh, champions. Pardon me for the last three seasons. Uh, we could get a retro lunchbox if you want to catch that squad in action uh, at the Shark Tank October 29th. Uh, Los Tiburones T-shirts will be given away on uh, November 5th to fans in attendance. Uh, that's against the Anaheim Ducks when the Red Wings come in town November 17th. There's going to be a rally towel. A rally towel will be given out. There's going to be a 49ers matchup jersey. That's going to be kind of interesting uh, for those of us who are Barrier football fans. Uh, November 19th, uh, when the Rangers come to town, David Quinn's old squad. And then we got to beat LA on November 25th, like what, right before Thanksgiving? They're giving away Oakland Seals scarf. That's interesting to me. It really is. Now, I, I like the throwback. I really do. I like, you know, honoring the NHL history in the Bay Area. But for those Sharks fans who who know our history, the Oakland Seals, a.k.a. the California Golden Seals, their history, believe it or not, is actually owned by the Dallas Stars. Uh, It was kind of part of the deal when Gordon Gunn III uh, wanted to, you know, establish the sounds of Sharks right here back in the Bay Area after they relocated, you know, became kind of part of the Minnesota North Stars and Cleveland and et cetera. Uh, check out the history. It's pretty interesting. But long story short is, uh, you know, 
because the Sills were kind of part of that relocation and that merger with the Minnesota North Stars and then Gunn selling his rights to that squad, which included the history of the Oakland Sills. Um, that, that whole history technically belongs to the Dallas Stars. And that's why when you're playing Chell and you unlock a Golden California Golden Seals or Oakland Seals uh, jersey, it says Dallas Stars with you know the 1970 um, you know date on it. Anyways, so I thought that's kind of interesting that they're going to be giving out the scarves uh, with Oakland Seals. So that's kind of cool. I, I I think you know I'm digging it. For those of you who are not aware, Adidas also brought that jersey back first time in circulation since the 70s. Uh, you could probably find that on NHL.com, most likely Adidas, and uh, I've been finding them at um, sport sporting retailers here in uh, the South Bay in San Jose. Uh, so that right there is four giveaways in the month of November. Okay, craziness. Um, Boston Bruins come to town in 2023, January 7th. Future Stars card pack will be given out. I wonder what that's about. Probably some trading cards. Uh, Mike Greer bobblehead. That's going to be dope. Uh, that's going to be given out to fans February 18th, uh, 2023, when the Buffalo Sabres come to town. And, um, you know, the capital, the team from the capital city is going to visit Shark City March 4th in 2023. And that's going to be the Women of Till shirt. I think that's pretty cool. You know, they've been doing these women at till events, which I think are dope. And, you know, they, you know, they offer, um, it's kind of in a way, and I'm a little bit on my element here. So part of me for this, you know, um, kind of like, um, you know, summarizing it, but essentially it's almost like a, a conference or a, um, like a convention, if you will, where they, you know, the some of these sharks, um, you know, they have some of the most successful uh, women here in Silicon Valley, um, you know, um, give like, you know, they share their experience and they give their take. And, and that's all I'm going to say. I don't want to start putting words in their mouth, but it's I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. We've been celebrating it here for the past, um, I think, three seasons at Shark City. So we're all about that. And I think it's dope that they're actually doing giveaways. I think that's super, super more impactful. Um you know, in terms of the awareness for the fans. And speaking of fans, on April 8th, 2023, against the Edmonton Oilers, fan appreciation bobblehead. So it's going to be cool. Apparently, there's going to be more giveaways. So I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, what the Sharks are going to bring our way as they try to get all those seats filled. Because that's been another trend that I want to see go away this upcoming season. We got to start selling out that tank. And, um, yeah, um, a lot, a lot of people who, who are hearing this, um, you know, this news with the free agent signings and with the new head coach and, um, you know, the, um, you know, they hear all that and then they, they hear this massive like promotional schedule with all these giveaways. Uh, it looks like 10 giveaways throughout the whole season. Uh, yeah, a lot. A lot of you guys are kind of like, oh man, I'm not, I'm not. I don't know. Some some of you aren't feeling it. Personally, I think things will change once they drop the puck. So you know, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. You know, the Sharks are going to be on an international stage coming up to start off the season, 
And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward, you know, to the Sharks finally getting that recognition. Playing internationally is going to be probably, in my opinion, like a pretty solid makeup game for not giving us the one that was outdoors. Okay, outdoors. I, I, I still can't believe this. Like, it makes no sense. And Lake Tahoe. How do the Sharks not play at that game? Anyways. All right, that's enough for tonight. It's been 30 minutes of the Shark City session. I am Aaron James. Thank you for joining me tonight. That's a Sunday Funny. That's been the session for July 24th, 2022. Um, we'll get together again a couple more times before the regular season begins and we transition back into the Shark City podcast. Uh, we got some cool things in store for you today. So, I mean, today, pardon me, uh, coming up this week. So, you know, be on the lookout. If you're watching on us on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram, do not, um, you know, shy away. Feel free to drop a comment. I'll get it right here. And, um, you know, of course, check out all of our previous episodes on sharkcityhockey.com. We are about to drop, um, you know, one of our projects and videos I'm quite proud of. Um, so, you know, Leave those notifications on and, um, you know, follow us across social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Shark City Hockey. All right. That's enough for me. And uh, until next time, let's go Sharks. We will begin together for about another week unless, of course, you know, some big news drops following the announcement of David Quinn as a new Sharks head coach. I'm Aaron James and I'm out of here. This again is the Shark City session for Shark City Hockey. All right, everybody. Have a great rest of your night.